You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And welcome into the final episode of Spits and Suds in 2022. Hard to believe. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, and I'm joined, as always, by EP Rinksides, as well as Shapshot Sean Shapiro, otherwise known as our NHL guru. And hey, Sean, how are you? Any New Year's resolutions for Shapiro? Uh, I don't know about resolutions. Um, I, obviously, the New Year's always, uh, is always a time to start fresh and all that stuff and everything. Uh, for me, I always, uh, I always like to kind of use it as a, uh, as a place to kind of try to figure out, to catch up on some reading. Honestly, it's something where I always, uh, and I actually do a good job of it, but I always try to like use this time to think about, okay, which books did I read? Which books do, which books do I still have to read? And by, by that I have a bad, as a writer, I have this habit where I, I, in a typical time, I probably have like right now I'm probably in the middle of like four or five books where I have one that's on the nightstand. I have one that's in my office. I have one, like I just kind of will read a chapter of this one, a chapter of that one. And then like, as I head into the new year each year, it's always like, okay, let's uh, try and knock this one off before you add three more to your list. Cause I'm always, (laughs) I just try. So it's not read more. It's uh, get more organized in your reading. That's always what it becomes for me. Well, it can't be more hockey for you because you're a beast when it comes to making sure you know everything about anything having to do with puck. Well, as we're doing this right now, we've got uh, Slovakia, Latvia in the background on the TV right now over at World Junior. So it's uh, it's always always going. And we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. First, we want to talk about a uh, impressive uh, road swing for our Dallas Stars. Uh, a big victory last night against the Minnesota Wild, uh, four to one. And you know, uh, when you look at the score, you're like, wow, four to one. But this was a really close game, and my highlight was how well defensively both the forwards and the defensemen played. And I say that because even Jake Ottinger after the game uh, pointed out, uh, you know, the boys in front of me made it a pretty easy night. Now, I think Jake made some terrific saves, um, you know, in a couple from point blank range. And I thought the flower on the other end had a heck of a game as well. Um, you know, it, Letting up, uh, letting up three goals really doesn't tell the story. Uh, you know, Mark Andre Fleury made some really nice saves last night as well. So, uh, but I looked at it defensively, and I, I thought the Stars did a really good job shutting down a 
a uh, a wild team that had won seven in a row and uh, can score. Yeah, and the Stars, it, it's to me, it's the element of um, the Stars were the better team. They they it was it was one of those games where it was like four one, but Minnesota. It's kind of a weird one where it was a closer game than the four one scoreline feels, but it was also a game where it never really felt like Minnesota was going to win that game. It was kind of it's a weird it's on that spectrum of close game dominance, all of that, just very weird spot. It kind of jumps around. Um, but what it reminded me of, honestly, just with Mark Andre Fleury was um the the first ever game in Vegas Golden Knights history was played in Dallas and Marc-Andre Fleury essentially goalied the stars in Dallas it was like I think he had like 48 saves in the first ever game in Dallas and the stars lost two to one Riley Smith if you remember in that game Riley Smith had a high shot that basically knocked Ben Bishop out of the game Kari Lettinen came in and let up the the goal at the end that that Dallas ended up losing on and it was it's just it kind of it was one of those games where the stars were essentially getting goalied at the other end, but while they were getting goalied, they didn't let the frustration come out and take away from their structure. They didn't let it pull them out of the defensive structure. They didn't let it pull them into cheating for chances. They didn't let it pull them into all these other things that sometimes happens when a team is getting goalied. And that to me is a that to me is a mature uh that's the mark of a very mature team that is, does have some young players, obviously, but it's, it's just a really, it's a good, it's a good showing of what the stars kind of veterans and some of their core really know about and what their coaching staff, frankly, kind of realized, like, we're going to play our game. It's going to work. We don't need to pull out of that because we're not getting the, uh, the end result right away. We'll get there eventually. And I think that's kind of, that, that was my big takeaway of it where, they kept playing that defense and they didn't start cheating away from it because they were getting frustrated. What was happening with flurry at the other end? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wyatt Johnston scores his 10th. He's now tied for rookies as far as uh, goals and boy, it's going to be fascinating to see if he gets to 20. I mean, that just this story alone just continues to grow. And it's like, boy, the stars have something really, really special because like the game I mean, we have talked many times on this podcast about the the maturity level uh, of a guy his age, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they always say about athletes, the game slows down uh, for you as you continue to learn and grow and and understand and, and just the world's ahead of Wyatt Johnston. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the 20 mark is, that's, I mean, it's definitely, he's, it's possible. We'll, we'll see. Um I keep waiting for him to hit more of the, not in a bad way. I just, just feels like a reality thing. I keep waiting for more of that rookie wall to show up. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he's had some up and downs, but the downs have not been really, uh, haven't been nearly as down as, as, as you, as you see for some other rookies. I mean, he's at now 37 games. Um, he's got, He's he's played. He he went the junior route, so he's played. He's played close to an NHL schedule length before. I'm really interested to see how he uh, how he kind of takes the next like that 50 game mark is going to be really interesting to me. Like I don't I don't think I think he, he I think he will play. He may I think he may play 82 games this year. I think he's going to play through it. I think it's going to be that. But I'm interested to see once you start to kind of hit those parts where we see there's certain walls that you sometimes see rookies hit, whether it's around like game 55, game 60, 
Um, I think we're coming into a really interesting stretch for Johnston on that. Um, and how he, I mean, so far he's, I, I would have said it about there's the 20 game mark where guy gets, where some guys hit, like he keeps passing those hurdles. And so I'm not trying to detract from him at all. I'm just literally just setting, he keeps jumping over bars I would have expected. So you're like, okay, let's see if he can do this one and this one. He's, he's already had, he's already been more of a success than you would have expected for this season. And he's just giving us a chance to redefine, to move the target in a good way to kind of watch his growth. And I think that's something um, I want people to take away from when, when I'm not, I don't want anyone to think I'm nitpicking at what he's doing. I'm actually, this is actually a, a positive sign that I'm saying, okay, let's see if he hits this rookie wall at 50 because he's getting the questions that you you give elite future elite players as opposed to just future good players. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jake Ottinger's goals against average lowered once again last night. Um, As he mentioned, he probably wasn't tested like other games, but uh, goes down to, check this, I think it's 2.38. And... um, you know, I guess I guess the question is is with your experience, when and as a former goalie, when do we start talking about the word Vesna as far as a candidate? Um well one thing that Ottinger see the interesting thing about the Vesna is very and this is something that it's not a media award. And a lot of most of the NHL awards, the Hart Trophy, the Rookie of the Year, all of those are voted on by media members. And so you kind of get a, an idea for you can kind of get an idea for where those are probably going based off of based off of the kind of the media coverage and everything like that. Um, general managers vote on the Vesna Trophy, and it makes it very um it makes it an award that is hard to judge because it's an anonymous ballot for the 32 general managers. And they typically historically have always voted on, on wins. Honestly, it's been, it's been an award where historically it's been based off the goalie who wins games and the end goal. And it's, and often that has kind of, gone over save percentage of goals against average one of the biggest snubs in Vesna history is marty turco not winning the Vesna trophy yeah um, um when he literally set the modern day record at the time for save percentage and he didn't win the Vesna trophy and it went to martin Brodeur that year who was the wins leader and played a little bit more games and so jake ottinger should be in the Vesna conversation he should be i would put him right up there with the, with uh, with Shesterkin, Hellebuck, Ottinger. I mean, I said his name. Shesterkin, Hellebuck, Ottinger. Those are the guys yeah. in, in Vasilevsky. Those are the guys I would put there. But the guy who, assuming he keeps playing and winning games, Linus Olmark's got 
Linus Olmark's record right now is 20 wins, one loss, one overtime loss. Yeah, I mean, as a 1.9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him as the league MVP right now. I I know that's weird with McDavid, but. Yeah, and and Olmark's been been great. Olmark's been great. Now, Boston is a tremendous team, and he doesn't doesn't face as many. he doesn't face as many. He hasn't had as difficult as a season as Ottinger, and he hasn't had as many, face as many chances. And but it's to me, I think Ottinger. People are going to see, and we're, I'm going to prep people for this right now. You're going to be upset when the Vesna finalist comes out because the Vesna finalists are probably going to be Olmark, Hellebuck, and either Shosturkin or Vasilevsky, depending on how the two finish the year. And Ottinger is going to be the one that's going to be snubbed and not going to be a finalist. And that's going to be wrong. Yeah. But I'm just giving people a going into 2023, you'll see, you'll see the Vesna finalists come out at the end of the year. And just remember that uh, GMs tend to vote with wins and, and goals against average. And, 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 and a lot of times some a little bit of legacy too as well it's it's so i don't think jake's going to be in the vesna conversation this year legitimately i do i I will be interested to see where he finishes on that ballot versus where he finishes on the all nhl team ballot because Mm -hmm. that's kind of that's that's one that's voted on with a public ballot by the media i'm interested to see where that goes um it feels like this is the year where jake has to have this year like he's having he has to be snubbed from the vesna ballot it has to be a bit of a. It's got to. It's got to have some blowback and some public anger, and then it sets him up to maybe win a future Vesna. Like that's that's kind of what the unfortunately the uh, formula feels like. Because sometimes winning an award is not necessarily an award for that season. It's built on a legacy of either career experience or something else. Where you're like, ah, we got that wrong in the past, which is and the stars were on the opposite end of that. But when when Marty Turco didn't get a Vesna trophy, he was a rookie. Every yep. first foster not rookie first full NHL season as a starter. And it basically went to the guy who with tenure. So Jake is great. You, you, he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. He's a big, he's shown as a big game goalie. Um, it's, it's just don't get overly uh, tied into the award. If you're a stars fan, cause it's just going to make you want to pull your hair out when you don't see his name up there at the end of the. 